Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everyone. We are back again with more technology training um, on Fridays. Fridays is, is, I feel like, technology and Apple days. And so we are learning so much. Um, Once again, we have Matt Volbrecht. And if you have attended this in the past, you know that he is giving really great quality content, which is awesome. So today we're going to be learning all about text and writing notes and apps. These are apps I do not, I don't use the notes app. (laughs) So I'm really hoping to learn quite a bit and I'm really excited. So without further ado, here is Matt. Thank you so much and welcome everybody. So glad to have everybody here. And we are excited about this. This is one of those areas. You're right. You know, because if you look at what people do, it's a whole new world to learn to work with text on a touchscreen device. And we're certainly going to talk about writing text. And also we're going to talk about the notes app because it is such a powerful app. There's so much that we can do with notes. And we, uh, we really just going to also even talk a little about using a keyboard. If we do want to write with a mechanical keyboard, We've got trainer Cliff with us today who might assist me in that. When we get there, I always call him the keyboard king. If there's a keyboard out there, he's probably had it, researched it, used it, or, or done something with it at some point. And if there's a keyboard command out there, he's almost certain to know what it is. So between the two of us, I think we can really help you out here today. At least I hope so. And we're going to talk a little bit. We're going to demo this stuff on the iPad. And of course, we're going to take time for your questions. I want to begin today by talking a little about the Notes app, because in order for us to work with text, of course, we need to type some text. So I want to first give you a little bit of an overview of what kinds of things you can do with the Notes app in the first place. Now, you know, Notes has been available to us as Apple users since at least the time that we began using Apple devices with VoiceOver when it was possible to do so, and maybe even before that. Notes was, uh, I believe, one of the original apps uh, on the iPhone. But it was created as a very, very simple note-taking app at first. It was designed to allow you to just quickly jot down a simple note. That has all changed. And as time has gone on, the Notes app has become more and more powerful to include basic word processing features and to include the ability to support photos and web links and even tables in your notes. Now, with the Notes app, you can make checklists where people can quickly and easily check off the items on their list. You can make bulleted and numbered lists. You can use paragraph styles to really enhance the text that you're writing, and we'll talk about what those are a little bit later. And you can work collaboratively, so you can invite others to be part of the notes you're working on. You can even create notes lists or or what we might call notes folders for different topics. And if you so desire, you can collaboratively share an entire folder in notes now as well. You can add a password for those private and critical notes. You can pin your favorite notes to the top of the list of notes. And of course, you can do a basic share where it's not collaborative, but you just want to share the text of the note with someone else. So there's a lot that we can do with this app. And I'm not going to waste any more time because we have a lot to cover today. 
So I'm going to open up the Notes app right away on my iPad here. I'll get the volume turned up in just a moment, and you'll be able to hear what I'm doing. Give me just a moment. <clears throat> yes. Okay, going to turn up the volume here. Double tap to open. Notes. Double tap to open. Notes. Folders. Back button. Now, our TTJ instructor team teaches a voiceover class, and we also teach a, a free iPad course every year. We've just finished up ours from, from this year. And if you're in that iPad course, you know, and maybe you know anyway, that many apps on the iPad automatically divide the screen up into two sections. And I'm in landscape mode. And the uh, when you're in landscape mode, of course, the uh, the home button, if you have one, or the charge port can be to the left or to the right. So I um, got mine to the left. We're dealing with a split screen app here. So the left side of this app, the, uh, the left side of the screen, has the list of notes that I have created, or I can go back to my list of folders with all of the notes in them. Then the right side of the screen contains every, once I select a note, it contains everything in that note. The right side has the text of the note and so on. We're not going to get into, for the sake of time, the quick ways to, to navigate that, but I will tell you that if you are struggling with that, we offer a lot of training on that. We have paid training, but we also offer the free training, of course, that I'm talking about. And we, as I said, we have offered, we haven't announced our plans for this coming training season yet, but we, so far, every, every year that we've done this, we've offered an iPad course. And it's well worthwhile because there's a lot to learn with this. So just so you understand what I am dealing with here when you hear things, We've got the list of notes on the left. We've got the, the body of the note on the right. I may be in a, in a folder already, and let me look. Folders, back button. Yeah, I'm already in a folder, and the folder that I'm in is my regular notes folder. Notes, heading. Now, just as you would expect, your notes are synced with iCloud, like most everything else. And uh, so that means if I create or modify or delete a note on one device, it's going to be available on all my devices, and that includes iPad iPhone, iPod Touch, it includes Watch OS, it includes the Mac, and it even includes the HomePod. And so we have full iCloud support here with Notes. We also can use other types of accounts with Notes if it's supported. For example, Gmail accounts support Notes. Um, if you have an internet connection uh, through a company like Comcast or Spectrum where they have IMAP email, those usually support Notes. But I prefer to just use the iCloud notes. And you can also do on my iPad or on my iPhone, whatever the name of the device is you're using, you can have an on my <laughs> folder as well, or, or I should say account as well. And I don't have that enabled because I really only want to use iCloud for all of my notes. What I have done is made additional folders to help me to keep notes better organized. So let me go back. You heard it say folders back button. That's because we're inside of a notes folder. I'm going to go back to the root here to see all of my folders just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about. Folders back button. Folders back button. Edit button. Now, this is an edit button, which we won't get into right now. What, you know, basically you can select folders, move them, delete them, things of that nature. But we're going to skip over that for the sake of time. Edit folders heading iCloud. Heading. I'm in the iCloud heading. As I told you, that's all I use. All iCloud. One. Now, I can go into all iCloud, but I'm not going to do that. That would show me everything. Let's keep going. We can see the different list of, 
uh, notes here. Notes. 674 notes. Button. All right. Those are the notes that I have decided not to organize with a, a, a different folder um, for whatever reason, you know, and, and some of that was probably created before you could even have folders, truthfully. Never bothered to move them to folders, but let's keep going. Betty shared with Betty Taylor four notes button. That was a note for a particular person. Uh, I mean, a, a list of notes, excuse me, for a particular person. And you heard it said shared with. So I actually am sharing those notes collaboratively with that person. Devotionals, 472 notes button. That is a folder of, of uh, devotionals that, you know, Bible scriptures and so on. Groceries shared with Edward Wallbrecht. Important data, five notes. Kylie, no notes. Megan scriptures, ship recipes, tech 301. And you get the idea. It, the, what I'm trying to show you is you can create a note folder for any purpose, and you can even choose to share it. You've heard that a couple of those are shared. One of them said grocery shared with Edward Volbrecht. Well, that's because that's those have, that happens to be my dad. And uh, a lot of times when we go to see them or they come to see us, you know, it's a matter of, well, but you want us to bring anything. We'll bring some, you know, whatever. So we, we make lists and keep them in sync for each other. So that whole folder is shared. If I make a note in there, they automatically see it. If they create a note in there, then, then I automatically see it. Uh, we have uh, this tech folder that you just heard. Tech 302 shared with Cliff Shari Miller and three others. So those are, that's our, one of the folders we share with our TTJ instructor team. So we are going to now go into a folder and I am going to just go into the regular notes folder here. Notes, 670, so M&T, Now I also want to tell you that there were some notes actions. I didn't show you that, but in the rotor, there were different things you could do if you swiped up and down. Uh, you could edit the the people you were sharing the folder with you could uh of course you know delete the folder you could um do all kinds of there's different options there to help you uh to work with the folder but i'm gonna uh, again just for the sake of time so we are now inside of this notes folder just the regular notes it's just called notes that's the one that gets created automatically for you and what i'm going to do is i'm going to show you now that in this list, there's this, this whole bunch of notes that I already have, and I have rotor actions on those as well. And I do want to show you those actions. Search, search field. So there's a search field. I didn't go all the way to the top, but there's the back button, and then there's a more button. More button. And it has in it. Double tap to show the select notes. View attachments. View attachments. All right, so two things there. I'm going to tap off of that to get out of it, but it had two things. It had select notes, which is the same kind of thing as edit, it allows me to select multiple notes that I want to move because maybe I want to move some of these notes to a different folder or I want to delete multiple notes. So I can do that. I go into select notes. The other thing in that more menu was view attachments. I can see a gallery of just the notes attachments. See, you can attach things like an audio clip uh, to a note or a video or other things. And, and so I could see those attachments then without having to go through all of my notes if I wanted to do that. That is the more menu. We're going to keep going now. Notes, heading, more, button, search, search field, dictate, button. So as we would expect, there's our search field. You can search for titles of notes. You can search for words that appear in notes. You can even search within handwritten notes. Now, if we go to the right. Show gallery view, button, sort by date edited, default, button. There's a couple of ways to alter the view here. You can also do this in settings. 
but we can definitely sort by either the date that the note was edited or the date that it was created. And if you go into settings, you even have the option of sorting the notes by title. Pinned heading. Now, if you heard that, it said pinned. Okay, this heading is all of the notes that I have pinned to the top of the list so that no matter how many notes I create and no matter how I choose to sort them, these pinned notes will always remain at the top of the list unless I would decide to unpin them. And this applies to all of my devices automatically. And so the kinds of notes that I have pinned here are a, um, well, I've done some, uh, some preaching at our church, so there's a few notes that pertain to that because it's current and I just want to make sure they stay right up there at the top of the list. I have some different account numbers in this list of pinned notes. Some of those are locked. Let me find one that says that it's locked for you so you can hear what that sounds like. It'll just tell you right as we pass by it here, it'll say that it's locked. I know there's, oh, here's one coming up. Uh, here it is. New Barclay pinned 10 slash 12 slash 18 locked. See, it said locked. If I double tap on that, then there's going to be an unlock button and I would have to either enter a password or I would have to use touch ID or face ID. And we're going to talk more about the locking feature in a little bit and I'll explain how it works. But I just wanted to show you that that, that is a possibility. And the other thing is learning. I've got some, you know, just random notes that were important to me to keep at the top of the list, including my, what's it called? Snack baking instructions. Snack baking instructions. Got to have those snacks. All right. So this is my list of notes. And if I want to read any of them, I simply double tap on it to open the note. And as I said, because it's an iPad, it's going to select that note and it's going to put the, the body of the note on the right side. Selected. Snack baking instructions. Note. Snack baking instructions. New line. Oh, crab pretzel. New line. 350 for 28. 30 minutes. Mini awesome corn dogs, 350 for 20 minutes. So it's reading automatically. My gestures that I'm used to, like my two finger swipe down to read continuously, they'll work just fine. Or I can, I can use the rotor to read by lines and by words and by characters and whatever I want to do. And we'll demonstrate a little bit more of that in a few minutes. I also want to show you, though, that there are rotor actions, as I said, when I'm in the list of notes. Back over here on the left. Spring 2000. Spring to care credit. 2019 spring cleaning list. Selected. Snack baking instructions. Pinned. 4 slash 22 slash 20. Oh crap pretzel. Actions available. Grocery. See, it says there are actions available. And so what I'm going to do is swipe up and down and you'll hear some of these actions. Drag item. Delete note. Share. Move note. Add lock to note. Unpin note. Activate default. All right, lots of options there. I was swiping up, and the first one we heard was drag note. We are not going to get into it today, maybe in a later session, but the iPad supports true drag and drop. I can drag this note into an email or a text message. I can drag it into another folder. I can move it anywhere I want to simply using that drag option. Drag item. We would double tap to start the drag. Uh, the other option that I uh, options that I have, of course, you heard we could delete the note, we could share the note, we could move the note to a different folder, we can add a lock to the note, and we can unpin the note because it is already pinned. If it were not already pinned, it would say pin note. So that, that's how you get the notes to stay at the top of the list. On the right-hand side, then, of my screen is the body of the note, and there's a lot of options there as well. 
uh, some of the same and a few different options, but we're going to save that for moments uh, later when I create a brand new note. So that's the next step here is that we're going to create a brand new note and I'm going to type some text. And then what we're going to do is we're going to work with the text. We'll use the rotor. We'll have all kinds of fun with this. So I need to create a new note. And the very first line of text is going to be the title. And then I'll put a couple of blank lines and I'll type some more. So let me go up to the upper right-hand corner of the screen. And I will find a uh, new note button. New note button. And I'll double tap. Tap to compose a new note. Note, text field is editing. Insertion point at start. All right. I am now in an edit field. I am going to start typing. And this is, uh, uh, just give me a minute. I got my phone set down here so I can type. And I'm actually going to um, tell you what I'm going to do, too. I'm going to turn off the, uh, the speech for a moment because it's a lot easier for me to type on screen without the speech on because the fact is that as awesome as voiceover is, it doesn't necessarily keep up with my typing. So give me a moment here. New line. Voice over off. Voice over on. All right. I typed text just a single sentence of, of uh, text here, and, and it's just enough for me to... Well, I'll let you hear what I typed. Note. Text field is editing. Task note. New line. New line. This is just a quick task note for the presentation. Character mode. Insertion point between. New line. And cap T at the 12th position. Okay. So I, I typed um, that sentence. This is just a quick uh, note for the presentation. And as I said, I typed that on screen without voiceover on because I wanted to type more quickly. Now, I want to address that for a moment because I know there's some curiosities about that. This is something which... Hang on one second. I apologize. My... There we go. When I was typing, my uh, uh, accelerometer or proximity sensor decided to turn off the speaker here, and I wanted to put it back on. Anyhow, I know there's some curiosities about this. Um, I like typing on screen. I I really do. I enjoy, especially on the iPad. It's it's cool on the iPhone too, but especially on the iPad because if you are in landscape mode and you know your keyboard, you really do have a full size keyboard right there at your fingertips with the on-screen virtual keyboard. Now, I know some people are asking for tips as to how do you do that? How can you know where the letters are when you can't feel the screen or uh, you can't feel the keys on the screen? Well, I w- again, for the sake of time, we can't go too deep into it. I mean, we are covering a number of things today, but just very, very quickly, some tips that I can give you are number one, and most importantly, Practice, practice, practice. Muscle memory is key here. When I decided that I was going to type on screen like that, I began practicing. And when I decided I was going to do it without voiceover on to increase the speed, I practiced even more. And I would force myself to retype the same thing over and over and over. And if I made even one mistake in it, I would go back, I'd delete it, I'd do it again. And I just kept doing that. And sometimes I still do that. Now, am I perfect at it? Absolutely not. Do I make mistakes at it? You better believe I do. But here's the thing. Autocorrect is also your friend, which is going to bring me to my next tip. Leave your autocorrect and your quick type enabled. Sometime we'll teach you how best to, to work with those. But they really can help if you're just a letter off here or there 
they can fix the mistakes for you. So I've probably made mistakes I don't even realize I've made because by the time I read back what I've typed, it's already corrected. And the third and final point is memorize the layout of the keyboard. Know it in your head without having to know it with your fingers. So that if I said to you, what comes to the right of the letter Y, you'd know it's the letter U. If I said what comes to the left of the letter L, you'd say it's K and then it's J. So you know these things by memory. Doing that is going to significantly help you with on-screen typing because when I first got my first iPhone back in 2009, um, I already knew what the keyboard layout was going to be, at least the, the QWERTY part. You know, I didn't know where they'd have all the punctuation and stuff, but I knew the, the basic, you know, QWERTY, the letters. And so I didn't have to worry too much about it. I, I wanted to type a J. I knew right where that J would be or should be. And I could estimate and, and usually come pretty close, if not spot on. So I'm not in, you know, this is not a, it's not boasting. I give all the glory to God for everything I do anyhow, but it's, it's certainly not boasting, but I'm telling you it is possible and it's really cool. So the, um, the other options you have, of course, are typing with a you know a mechanical keyboard, smart keyboard, or Bluetooth, and Braille display, you know, Braille screen input. You have all kinds of options, handwriting. So uh, I just want to point all that out. There's plenty of ways to input. And of course, let's not forget about dictation. So let me go to the end of my sentence here. Going to put another couple of blank lines, and we're going to dictate something. All right, let's do a quick dictation because I, I want to... Now we are attempting to dictate some text, period. Let's see how that goes, period. Is it working okay, question mark? VoiceOver was talking in the background as someone entered the Zoom meeting, period. I wonder if it picked that up, exclamation mark. Inserted now, we are attempting to dictate some text. Let's see how that goes. Is it working okay? VoiceOver was talking in the background as someone entered the Zoom meeting. I wonder if it picked that up. And it actually didn't. All right, so. Brings me to my next little tip. Review what you've dictated. Now, that happens automatically, of course, when you stop dictation. VoiceOver reads it. But uh, basically, there was a time, uh, and I'll give you a really, really quick example of this because uh, it's hilarious. It'll give you a good chuckle. Um, there was a, uh, my daughter was just reminding me to tell this story. There was a, a, a teacher I was working with. I was going down to help some students, uh, and she was talking to a student and telling that student uh, what time we were going to work together. And she said, I'm sure Mrs. Black will allow you to come down at that time. But she didn't read her message, which she dictated. You know, she was driving, so she dictated it. She didn't read back, and she just sent it. Afterwards, she looked and she realized that what she had sent to the student was, I'm sure Mrs. Wacko will (laughs) will allow you to come down. So always, always, always proofread your dictated text, proofread your typed text, I don't care how long you've been typing, how, you know, proofread your stuff. It makes a huge difference. We're going to go over some, you know, proofreading tips here um, next, which is going to bring me to my next uh, part of this discussion, and that is using the rotor. I am hopeful because of, you know, how much we're trying to cover in one day here. I'm hopeful that everyone is cognizant of what the rotor is and what it does. If not, there's a, a great little five or 10 minute audio overview of that on my website at ttjtech.net. Also, of course, Apple has some phenomenal uh, documentation on that, both in their user guide and uh, on YouTube and other places. But the rotor provides contextual 
um, actions. It provides editing and navigating by character and by words and all sorts of other features. And we use the rotor with a two-finger rotation on the screen as if we were turning a dial. So whatever we set our rotor to, we then can swipe up and down with one finger to, to act on what we've just done. So for example, return. I'm in my text here. I'm going to double tap in the edit field to go to the beginning. Note, meeting. I wonder if it picked that up. And now we are attempting to meet. Note, text field is an insertion point at start. Okay. So I am now going to navigate by, I think I'm probably set for characters already. Cap T E S T space N O T E. Yep, that was the words test note. I can turn the rotor to words. Words. Swipe down. This is just a quick back. A just is this. And I also can go to lines. Lines. This is just a quick test note for the presentation. All right, so you get the idea there. We are navigating with the rotor. What we want to talk about is how select some text so that we can work with it in other ways. In my rotor, there happens to be a thing called... Text selection. Text selection. Now, you can add that to your rotor if it's not there. You can go into settings, and then you can go into accessibility. You can go into voiceover, and you can go to rotor. And in the list of options there, you can add text selection to the rotor if it's not already there. This is going to be a very, very nice way to um, uh, to be able to select your text. And I think I got a, I think I got a, um, a message here from trainer Rita, who may be in with us now. Uh, if, if, uh, you guys don't mind looking for, uh, Rita Howells because she's on our team she as well. And I, she brought up something me? a couple minutes ago, which I missed because I didn't check the message right away. And I don't know if she wants to mention it now, or if she wants us to come back to it, or maybe I've already covered it, but um, if you see Rita and you don't mind on I do, I will definitely do, I'll do that. Okay, thank you. Uh, Rita, if you could raise your hand again for me. She had her um, hand raised, but I automatically put people's hands down when it's not the question oh, yeah. and answer. So I didn't realize <laughs> yeah. it was her. <laughs> yep, yep, no, that's fine. I do the same thing, so I'm, <laughs> she will understand that, I'm sure. Um, there she yeah, is. I, okay, perfect, perfect. Um, and while we're waiting, I... I I'm glad to see I got some we got some students in here today from our classes. So oh, good that's to see awesome. you. Yeah. Okay, Rita. There seems to be something asking you to unmute. Hi there, everybody. Hey, how you doing? I will keep this really short, because uh, you're doing an excellent job. They um I think a lot of people who don't know who haven't used notes a lot, there's so much power in the notes application. And my suggestion was to just overall the structure hierarchy like there's iCloud notes notes on your device itself um, and uh, I think for people new um, if the simplest way possible to you know I suggest that you keep everything in iCloud because then they're synced across all your devices so maybe you know just explaining that hierarchy of where to put your notes and folders there's folders and then there's notes within folders Correct. Correct. And I, I, you know what, I went through that so quickly at the beginning that it's probably, you know, I mean, it was, it was just a real quick blip on the radar. And you're right, it is very important because this is, you know, it's going to help you with your organization in the future. Your accounts 
are going to be the first thing you see. Like I showed you that I had iCloud and that's the only account that I have enabled for notes. I don't use Gmail notes. I don't use the on my iPad feature. I've in, you know, I've intentionally disabled those because I don't want anything to end up there. Um, so then within that iCloud account, I have, you know, multiple folders, which I showed you. And of course you can create your own, uh, at any time. And then the notes are going to be inside of those folders. So it's always one of the where you are drilling down to get deeper into the structure of what it is you're looking for. Um, as far as the simplest way possible, you know, when you first open the notes app, you're probably, if you've never used it before, you're only going to have your notes folder inside of iCloud, you know, so you can start instantly creating notes and they will by default go there. But as you get more comfortable with it, you may start creating folders and, and, uh, you know, that'll help you to keep things organized. Um, man, I'm just going to uh, piggyback off of what Rita said. Um, cause a lot of people that come from the windows environment might find an uh, application like pages, very overwhelming because of the different templates you can use the format that it does. I mean, cause it, even with the, the header and the footer and then the body and the canvas, they might not know all that. And coming into notes, that just simplifies everything because you can double tap to start writing or typing on your keyboard and everything is in the, the, the toolbar just to the right. And if you need extra stuff, you can use a rotor. So th I think that's just is something to point out because pages, like I said, it can be a bit overwhelming if you don't know what you're doing, if you haven't had the proper training. But notes is something that somebody can just delve right into and not need any extra help, really. <laughs> That's that's who I want to point out to the, you know about that because pages is a powerful app, but notes is a simple part of that equation per se. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you, and I think that's very true. And just one other sort of piece of business to to go along with all of that, you know, what we are doing today is, I mean, it is the definition of whirlwind tour. You know, we could spend an entire session on the rotor. We could spend an entire session on selecting text and another one on paragraph styles and another, you know, all of these different kinds of things. What my hope is, is that this will, you know, wet your whistle, as they say, or wet your appetite, I guess is a better way to put it, uh, for this notes app to cause you to explore more deeply. I mean, there's just no possible way, you know, when we, when we teach this in class, we do a two hour session just on the notes app and we've already done or, or plan to do then a separate session on, you know, working with text, another one on keyboards. So you get the point. It's, it's a lot of information and we're not going to try to overwhelm you. There's no possible way we can cover it all. I want you to see the features, see the kinds of things you can do and decide for yourself what matters to you and what you want to know more about going forward. So what I'm going to demonstrate next is this text selection option in the rotor. Now, I've told you how to add it to the rotor. If it's not there, just to review that, it's settings, accessibility, voiceover, and then rotor. And you can double tap on anything in that list that's not already selected, you know, to put it in the rotor. You can also reorder things in the rotor. Now, the thing is, text selection will appear when you're in a text area. It won't always be um, usable in every scenario, but it is usable certainly uh, wherever you can edit text. So we are in our notes app right now, and we are in a place where we can edit text. So it's very important that I demonstrate this to you because I think this is going to really make things easy if you're not used to this. Now, the first step in 
selecting text is to make sure that your insertion point, your voiceover cursor, they are separate, but in this app, they're going to work together. Make sure that you are located in front of, or in other words, before the text that you are trying to select. It's going to make things a lot easier if you can do that. So think ahead about what text and put the cursor in front of it. Put it to the left of it, in other words. So I'm going to, uh, let's see what I want to select. I'm at the title right now. I don't want to select the title. We're going to go down to this next line where it says, this is just a quick test note for the presentation. And we are going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, what I'm going to do, I think is, um, let's see, this is just a quick test note. All right. I'm going to select a couple words here. I think I'm going to select the words quick test note and I'm going to type something else in their place. So let me go to, I'm, I'm using lines. Um, I'm at the beginning of that line, but now I'm going to set the rotor to words. Words. And I'm going to make really sure that I'm bef- where I want to be. So I'm going to swipe down. This is just A. And now I'm going to um, get even closer because I'm on A, but I want to make sure I'm just to the left of the queue in quick. So I'm going to go to characters. Characters. Swipe down. Space. And that's where I want to be. If I go down again, I will pass by the queue. Queue. Catch A. But I, oops, I accidentally inserted a K there. All right, so we're Q. there. I'm 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 in. I'm just to the left of the queue now. Okay, so now I'm going to use the rotor to go over to text selection. Words, lines, text selection. Swipe right to expand selection. Swipe left to shrink selection. And that's a nice hint there. Swipe right to expand. Swipe left to shrink. What is actually selected? So what we need to first do though is we need to decide: Are we going to select by characters, by words, or by lines? In this instance, I want to select by words because I want to select quick test. I think we'll just do quick test. We'll select those two words. So let me swipe up and down until I hear it say word selection. Word selection. There it is. If we go up, you can hear character selection, select all, page selection, line selection. There's all different options. We're going to go to word selection. Word selection. Now I'm going to do what it said. I'm going to swipe right to increase the selection. Nothing is selected yet except that one character that I'm on. So we're going to go to the right to select the next two words. Quick test. Quick test selected. All right. And if we press, uh, at this point, if we do basically anything we do now, all right, we can turn the rotor to copy that text. We can delete it with a delete key. Or if we want to, you know, format it, we can format it with bold or something like that, In a, you know, depending on the app. But what we're going to do is we're just going to type over it. So I'm going to type the word, uh, just just for fun, I'm going to type the word fast instead of quick. So then we'll put a space. Fast. I got the word fast. And we'll put instead of test, we'll just call it a try. A try. All right. Now the word note really doesn't make sense after that, but that's okay. You get the point. You're going to hear it now. Note. Text field is editing. Test note. New line. New line. This is just a fast try note for the presentation. New All right. That sentence doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but it's a good demonstration of how to select and, and replace text. Now, as I said, when text is selected, you can turn the rotor to edit, and you have a number of options that you can do. We just demonstrated replacing some text by selecting it and then typing what we wanted in its place. But let me select uh, some text again here. We could do a select all or we could just select something. I'm just going to select 
a line of text here. We'll go. Ah, we'll just select a couple words. Fast. Try. Selected. All right, we got some words selected. And I want to show you that if we turn the rotor to edit. Line. Words. Character. Misspelled words. Edit. Note. And oh, and I'm sorry, but I did want to tell you, we are going to talk about the um, misspelled words as well. But listen to all these choices that you have here. Copy, look up, share, undo, make checklist, set bold. Oops, I'm sorry, I, I didn't let that finish. Make checklist item, set bold, set italic, set underline, set strike through, copy, look up. Look at all those choices. You can copy the text you've selected. You can look it up. If it's a word, you can look it up in the dictionary. You can share that part of the notes, uh, the, that part of the text. You can undo, you can make the currently selected text a checklist item you can set you can make it bold or italic or underlined or strike through and i think that's everything so that is all available in the edit rotor whenever you have text selected when you don't have text selected there are still some options like paste that will be available as well so that is the it is a very very quick overview of the rotor the other way that you can also work with text once it is selected is in the actual note itself. There are a lot of other choices. I'm going to make sure I don't have anything selected here. But there's a lot of other choices in the notes app if you swipe to the right of the actual edit field where you're typing. And so I want to take a moment to let you hear what some of those are as well. But let me uh, swipe right. Let me make sure I'm in the edit field. Note meeting. And we'll swipe to the right. Edit button. So we have an edit button, which has some options in it. Uh, for example, uh, let's see, undo, redo, and paste are the three options there. I'll dismiss that. And then we're going to show you there's add table button. the add table button. We can put a table right in our note with columns and rows with different values. And, and, and it's fully accessible with voiceover. I really don't think I have time to do that today. But it is. It's awesome. Text styles button. Here are text styles, and I'm going to talk about those before we take some questions. T, original P, prediction, this, prediction. All right, there's our list of predictions and quick type suggestions based upon what we are, where I'm at in the text right now. Checklist off button, insert button. Checklist is off. That's how you create a checklist, but I'll show you that. And then listen to this one. Insert button. Double tap to add a photo, scan a document, or add a... See, so we can scan a document into our notes. We can add a photo into our notes. If we swipe right... Handwriting tools button. There's handwriting tools. We can draw. Now, those of us who are not sighted, maybe this isn't the most useful thing, but if we have some sight or some sighted family and friends, coworkers, we can, they can use the Apple Pencil or the Logitech Crayon or their finger to draw and sketch and color in their notes with different writing tools. Q. And then we're back to the, to the keyboard. So all kinds of stuff we can add there. Photos. We can add video. We can scan documents. Now, a note about the scan document. Your scan documents will typically appear as, a, uh, as an image because the, this particular app does not have OCR or optical character recognition. So if you need to scan something that's going to turn out as written text, 
that voiceover can decipher, you're going to want to use a different app to scan that. You're going to want to use something like Prismo, for example, or VoiceStream Scanner. But you can scan documents into your notes and they will be perfectly legible by people who can see. And as I said, they will just appear as an image. You can also um, make a checklist. And I think I will demonstrate for you uh, what that sounds like uh, because that's worth doing. But uh, we'll come back to that after we take some questions. The other part of this that I saw that I wanted to point out was the text styles. And I'll just go ahead into text styles. Let me just select a, a, a word here. In fact, let me just do something before I even do that. I'm going to show you there's already some styling in use here. I have my rotor set to words. Now listen to what happens when I navigate by word. This note title 22 point bold system font regular note this body 17 point not bold system font regular. See it's telling me where there was bold where the where the font size changed from 17 to 22 point. It's voiceover tells me all that stuff really nicely. And that happened because the title, the first line of text in my note, automatically has this bold and this 22-point option. So let's talk about this. What is this? What are text styles? Text styles are a group of attributes that get applied automatically to your selected text. So what kind of things are we talking about? What do we mean by attributes? Well, we're talking about the font size. We're talking about whether it's bold, whether it's italics, italicized, whether it's underlined. In some apps, maybe we're even talking about font color. Maybe we're talking about indent, whether it's centered and stuff like that. Now, we don't have all of those options here in Notes, but we do have some of them. And so our text styles kind of lump that all into one option. And so if we select some text here very quickly i'm just going to select a word and i'm going to now touch up on the top here where it said where it said uh text styles just so you can hear what they are double tap to styles menu title button heading button subheading button selected body button let's talk about those four right off the bat title heading subheading and body body is what's selected right now the title style is what was used for the first line of text. That gets applied automatically. So if I want to make something a title style, I double tap on that, and the text that is selected will now have the attributes of the title style. In this case, bold and 22 point, it said. There was heading and subheading. Those will also increase the font size for you, so you don't have to worry about manually bolding and italicizing. It will do those things for you. And then body is what's already selected, the majority of our notes is plain body text. Now, interestingly, the Notes app uses a pretty large default font size for its body text. It's using 17 point. That's actually exceptionally large. If you were in a word processing app like Pages, the font size default would be 11 point, And that's pretty typical between 10 and 12, you know, somewhere around there. But for Notes, for whatever reason, they've made the default body text uh, 17 point. So it's nice and large. There are other options here. Monospaced, button, bold, button, italic, button, underline, button, strike through, button, dash list, button, numbered list, button, bold list, button, outdent, dimmed, button, indent, button, indent. Okay, and that's it. So 
you could do all these things manually. You could do the bold, the uh, italic, the strike through, the underline, all of those manually. And you even heard that you can use bulleted and numbered and dashed lists. And this is really, really useful when you're trying to make points, uh, uh, you know, lists of, of items. You know, you must um, meet these five qualifications. And then you turn on your bullets and you start typing and press return after each one. And those are going to insert bullets for you so that they're very, very useful to a sighted reader. And a numbered list, of course, where the, the numbering and the order actually matters. We can, we can have, you know, uh, these are the five steps to baking chocolate chip cookies. All right, step one, you know, gather these ingredients. Step two, you know, so we can, and we can even have um, a, a list within a list, like a sub list or a nested list inside of a list. So there's a lot of features and functionality here in that text styles menu. And of course, that's entirely separate from the checklist option that is also available in notes. I mean, this is an extremely powerful and probably highly underutilized app. And as I said, I want to reiterate again, I'm fully aware that we're moving at lightning speed here and we're not spending a lot of time on any one concept but I'm really interested in just showing you an overview and, and then hopefully you can go from there. Um, but let me go ahead and take our first opportunity to uh, open things up to questions because I think we could probably use some time to, to process here and maybe ask some questions. Okay, we can definitely do that. Uh, Matt, can you hear me? I just want to make sure I didn't yeah, mute myself. Yeah, I sure from... can. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I think, I feel like half of Zoom's, their new slogan should just be, can, am I unmuted? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you have a question, please feel free to raise your hand. You can do so if you called in on the phone. Um, you can do so by pressing star six. If you are on a um, on a smartphone or tablet in the app, it is um, the lower left-hand corner of the screen. If you are using the app on the PC, it's Alt-Y. And if you're on a Mac, it's, it's Option-Y. So, okay. We do have some hands. Okay. Um, I'm going to the person with a 617 area code. Hi. Hello. Hi there. What's your name? Hi. Elizabeth Ann. Okay. Oh, hi, Elizabeth Ann. Um, interesting uh, presentation, Matt. I just want to know if people will need to get in contact with you. Are you able to share your contact information for like I, a free lesson? I do have, um, I do have, a website, which is where we've been telling people to go. Uh, and, and can you speak a little slower when you give the website address, please? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we will share that at the um, at the end of the presentation, but I will tell it to you now as well. Uh, the The web address, is, and I'll just spell it for you. So it's it's the web address is ttjtech.net, but that's going to be the letters ttj, like Tango, Tango, Juliet. And then it's the word tech, so T-E-C-H-T-T-J-Tech.net. And that is, again, we'll go over some of the contact info at the end, uh, but we do offer paid training services, and we also offer free uh, classes throughout the year. 
Um, so there's lots and lots of options there. And uh, all the, the rest of the info you need is on that website. All right. Thank you for your question, Elizabeth Ann. Um, our next person is going to be Derek. Hi, good afternoon. I am using notes quite extensively and I'm going as I learn, but I have a major issue with tables and I know you did not cover tables earlier, but I find on occasion, uh, like if I'm doing a very long table, I will get to where the cursor will no longer follow uh, where you're going to by swiping left or right. And I did talk with Apple Tech Support, and I'm wondering if you've got any uh, thoughts on that. So it, 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 there is a, uh, a couple of things there. It, it sounds like you're already pretty advanced with the use of tables, um, and you've probably done longer tables than I have. Um, I have seen that kind of behavior in certain places, not specifically in notes, but I've seen it in, and what typically is happening when you are working with an app like notes or pages where you have an insertion point and you also have the voiceover cursor that need to be able to operate together, but yet independently of each other. As the document gets longer and longer, or in your case, as the table gets longer, what it is doing is, I suspect, is that it is getting longer than what can visually be seen on the screen. And when this happens, it is quite possible for the voiceover cursor and the insertion point to get out of sync because as the document or the table or the note gets long enough, when you can no longer visually see where the voiceover cursor is and you're trying to navigate by moving the insertion point, the, the insertion point and the voiceover cursor just don't play well together at that point in time. And so without doing this in notes, I don't have a whole bunch of suggestions for you. I, I can give you suggestions in pages for when that happens because I've done it frequently. I've used pages to create you know very long documents. In, in the notes app, the best suggestion I can give you without really trying it is to make use of the three-finger scroll, which is going to move you up and down page by page within the note and hopefully will bring you closer to where you actually need to be so that the um, voiceover cursor and the insertion point will begin to work together again as they should. The other thing you can try is typing a random letter on the keyboard. Even if it's not a letter you need, just type a letter and delete it. What this sometimes can do is it can force the voiceover cursor and the insertion point to sync back up again but this is a this is a just a natural uh, manifestation of having the uh, you know the, the voiceover cursor going past what is visibly able to be seen on the screen. Is it something that Apple may be able to improve upon in a future update? I don't know. Maybe, uh, but you know, offhand, it's typically something you can work around once you know how to do it. So hopefully, some of those pointers I've given you can help a little. Yes, it did. Thank you. But just too quickly uh, confirm, you said obviously the three-finger swipe, which I've tried, uh, it helps once or twice. Other times it didn't. But then you say also to type a letter and delete. I find that to be very, very uh, successful, forcing the two cursors to, to sync back up, yes. 
Oh, great. That's worth her 20 gold. Thank yes, you. absolutely. Uh, one last question on notes. Um, I have created folders and I moved a lot of items into folders. Where I find it very distracting is when I'm swiping left to right, um, it will read me everything. Is there any way that you can put, uh, you can only see the folders so that if I'm looking for a specific note, I navigate to that one folder without having to hear every note I've got. And it tells me you're in folder XYZ, but I know that already. So I don't want to hear it every time I swipe left to right. Well, if you're trying to go from folder to folder, you can uh, go back to the main list of notes instead of actually being on the uh, I inside a folder. If you go back to the main list of folders, uh, you should be able to just navigate from folder to folder and then double tap on the folder you want. And that should uh, be what you're looking for. I, I Maybe I didn't. Sorry, I don't think I verbalized it very well. Um, I'm not sure where I'm in in terms of the headings. Uh, I think I normally use it where I've just got all the notes listed. Uh, and as I'm swiping left to right, it'll tell me that uh, what the name of the note is, and it'll tell me if it's in a folder. What I'm trying to do is avoid having to hear everything that I've already put into a folder. So actually, you're, you're looking at the note preview uh, when you swipe between items there. I think, I think that actually can be turned off in settings and notes if I'm not the uh, other way that it can be done, Matt, is one, he can just type, or not type, but touch the right side of the screen if he's on an iPad. Two, he could also use the rotor, go to containers, swipe down, and that'll skip over all the notes and take them directly to the note that's selected. Uh, sorry, the note that's what? Use the rotor, turn yeah. it to containers. Once you're at containers, swipe down on the iPad or whatever uh, device you're using, and that will, yeah. that, will, that will take you directly to the beginning of the note that you have selected. Okay, so you're saying select first and then navigate to it. Yeah, okay. All right, and we're going to have to move on. Um, Thank you. Sorry. Thank you for your question. Um, we, I'm taking one last question, and then we're going back to this presentation. Um, so, and, um, and, and if you could please make your question and probably the answer brief, that'd be great. Kathy, is, is, it is you. If you're a Kathy with a hand raised, I know we have some Kathys in here, but you've had your hand up for a while and there's something asking you to unmute. Okay. Um, then I think that we're going to go ahead and move on. We'll have another opportunity for questions and answers. Um, and I'm hearing quite a bit of background noise. Um, I don't know if someone's in the car or something like that, uh, but you may need to mute yourself. Thank you. Go ahead, Matt. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. So, yes, we will have another opportunity for questions again as we progress. Um, I think what we've given you thus far is uh, an overview, at least, 
of how to work with text, how to select text, how to edit the text that you have selected. And we've talked a very little bit about paragraph styles. Now, in a, again, as I've stated already, this is something which each of those things could in and of themselves be a separate session, a separate lesson. And I think it's very important to, to remember that the, the way that this app is, uh, some of the, the are the Apple user guide for your particular device. You can find that in the Apple Books app. You can also find it in Safari or any other web browser on Apple's support website. You can do a simple Google search for iPhone user guide or iPad user guide, anything of that nature, and you will be able to find the appropriate guide and go to the notes chapter to learn more. There are a couple of other things that I would like to demonstrate and talk about, and we'll then open it up for one more set of questions. So what I want to still demonstrate right now is I want to demonstrate how to make a very simple checklist in the notes app. I also want to demonstrate how to then work with the note. We already talked about how to pin the note, and I want to talk a little bit more about locking the notes. And then finally, I want to talk about working together collaboratively and sharing our notes. So uh, as I've shared before, if I really want to do very powerful lists, grocery lists and so on, I'm going to use a a third-party app most of the time. And of course, we had a session on that a couple weeks ago uh, or maybe last week. But in the notes app, I can do very, very simple checklists. And I'm going to demonstrate that for you. Uh, I will demonstrate it with some grocery items because why not? That's an easy way to do it. I'm going to go to the bottom of this note that I already created before. Insertion point at end. Now, I'm going to put some, let's see, I'm going to put a couple blank lines here so that it's separate. And then we're going to... Exclamation page. Okay, good. Let's put a blank line or two. New line, new line. All right. Now, if you recall, in my notes app here, there is a checklist button to the right of the edit field. No, edit, but add table, text, files, hi, cap, hot, if, checklist, off. Here it is, and we are going to double tap to turn the checklist on. Checklist on. I'm now going to just uh, do some grocery items. We'll type milk. Uh, new list item. I press return and it says, what we are doing now is we're just typing uh, some checklist items in this list. I'm just doing groceries. So I typed the word milk and I pressed return and then I typed the word bread and I'm going to press return again. Checklist, new list item. And you can hear it say new list item. Every time I press return, it's inserting a new list item. So we can continue typing items that we might want to buy at the store. Uh, we'll type chicken. K-I-K-E-N. Press return. Checklist. New list item. And we'll just uh, type eggs. Cap-G-G-S. And now I'm going to press return. Uh, I think I can press it twice. Body. Checklist. Yes, and it puts us back to the body style now. So now we've typed three or four checklist items here. And I can swipe through my note left and right to find them. 
list up June share June 12th note text field is editing task note so there's the edit field but now watch this incomplete checklist item milk button incomplete checklist item bread button incomplete checklist item chicken button incomplete checklist item eggs button there's four checklist items there milk bread eggs and or chicken and eggs now if i were to double tap any of these it would mark them as complete. So let's say we want to double tap on milk, which is right at the top of the list. Completed. Checklist item. Now it said completed. Now I want to show you. Friday, June 12th. Cellular. Home. Now watch. June 12th. Note. Incomplete. Checklist item. Bread. Incomplete. Checklist item. Chicken. Incomplete. Checklist item. Eggs. Completed. Checklist item. Milk. What do you notice about the list? It automatically moved milk to the bottom of the list because it is completed. That is a setting. You turn that on in, in settings and notes. It's called sort checklist items. And I have mindset to automatically rather than manually. So that means that anytime I check off something, it automatically moves to the bottom of the list. Let's do it again with bread. Incomplete. That's now at the top of the list. Incomplete. Checklist item. Bread. Button. Note. But once I double tap it, it's going to... Button. Completed. Checklist item. All right, now what I do is... Note, complete. Note, text field, incomplete. Checklist item, chicken, incomplete. Checklist item, eggs, completed. Checklist item, bread, completed. Checklist item... All right, milk. you can see that they have moved to the bottom of the list. And all I'm doing to go through these is to swipe left and right. So this is a powerful way to make very, you know, very simple checklist. Again, if I really am doing groceries, most of the time I'm going to use one of those apps we demoed for you because, you know, I can have sorting and other features that I don't have here. But this is a nice way to make a very quick list, whether it's groceries or you know just about anything else. Um, now, I've demonstrated that for you. And I also want to point out that it is especially useful with things like a list, if you can share that list with other people collaboratively. When you are creating your lists, you can easily invite other people to be part of them. Now, I can share any kind of note. It doesn't have to be a list, of course. Uh, but it's, I found it to be very useful uh, with lists, and that's why I kind of associate it with that, because when, um, when we are, you know, when it comes time to do Christmas shopping, we often share lists of Christmas lists that the kids want, what they want for Christmas, and we, you know, maybe my son and my daughter we will, you know, make a collaborative Christmas list for each of them, and I'll share it with my parents, with my wife's family, you know, with with anybody that wants to know what the kids want for Christmas. It's easy to collaborate, and then as they are buying things on that list, they can check them off so that we all know that those items have now been purchased, and we can all see that in real time. We even get a notification when someone has updated the note. Last year, it became kind of funny, though, because my daughter took it upon herself to create her own Christmas list and share it collaboratively. So I had to make sure I told my parents, I said, hey, when you buy something from this list, don't check it off because otherwise she'll realize that it was bought. You're going to have to keep that organized another way. But it's really easy <laughs> to, to share these notes collaboratively. In the notes app, I have my edit field here. List item checklist, June 12th. Note, text field is editing. And this time, instead of swiping right, we're going to swipe left. June 12th. Button. Share. Button. Delete note. Button. Add equal. Button. All right. So we heard several options there. Add equal. Button. Add people. That's the one where you can collaborate. 
And then over here share. is share. And share is just plain old share the text of the note and not actually collaborate. If you go to add people, add people button, we can double tap, double tap to add people to the current note. Let's listen to what that sounds like. Add people button, move to shared folder button, edit button. All right. I have two options there. Add people and move to shared folder. And this is important because I actually have a bunch of shared folders already. And I, that's why it's giving me that option. Okay. If I didn't, if I didn't have uh, multiple shared folders already, I wouldn't have that option, but I do. Uh, so it's saying, hey, it, it, instead of just adding people to this note, do you just want to move it to a shared folder that you're already collaborating? And I can do that. But I'm actually going to just choose the first option. Button. Add people. Close button. Close. All right, let's listen to our choices here. Add people. Add people to this note and everyone will see the latest changes. People to this note and everyone will see the latest changes. Test note. It's called test. Matthew Volbrecht, M. And now it's reading my information. Choose how you'd like to send your invitation. How do we want to invite people? Messages, mail, WordPress, classroom, copy link, Zoom, but more, button, share options, people you... So there's a lot of different options as to how we can share this. Uh, simple message, mail, um, we can uh, post classroom. Uh, because I have that app, it's even apparently we can share it in Zoom, you know, because I have the Zoom app. Uh, there was the copy link option, so I can share it then in any way that I choose. More button. And then there's even a, a more button here. Now, we also have sharing options. Share options. People you invite can make changes button. And that's it. So if I double tap that button that says people you invite can make changes, we're going to see some important options that we may wish to be able to configure. For one thing, we're going to have the option now when we do that of deciding whether it's only people that we invite or whether it's a public link that we can give to anyone. So am I limited to the Apple ID, the email address, the phone number, whatever that I have entered? Or can I really just say, hey guys, give this link to anybody you want? The other thing I have the option to do is to say, uh, can anyone make changes or is it just me that can make changes? What, how do I want this to actually appear? Because that's important too. If I give, especially if I give, you know, unfettered public access to the note, uh, I want to be able to collaborate with me and what do I want to have? But edit this note and delete things from it and things, or is it just read only for them and I'm the Matt, you're so kind of breaking that Whatever again. they choose for sharing options you configure, once you send that note out and they can tap it and it to their list of notes now, it'll be part of their notes just like it's part of yours. And that is collaborative. Um, iCloud, of course, and you want to have all of your notes up to date, make sure you're running the latest versions of everything, and then you can share notes individually and you can also share entire folders of notes. Now, the regular share option, instead of add people, it's just called share. That, as I said, is just sharing the body of the note. It will not open in their notes app. If you give it to them, if you send it as a message, it's open in notes. It's going to open in uh, whatever you send. It's just going to you know, put the text right into an iMessage or an email. Sharing, no collaboration. The first way, of course, is, is real-time collaboration. 
wow. I mean, are, is your head spinning yet? Because, you know, we've, we've covered in an hour and a half, or not even yet, because I want to allow time for questions again, but we've covered what should take several weeks. But it is, again, my goal that you have an overview of the kinds of things you can do. You can create powerful text notes complete with multiple font changes, bold attributes like bold and italics, and paragraph styles, or as this app calls them, text styles, so that you can easily apply a group of attributes and font changes to a block of text. We've shown you how to use the rotor to select text and you that you can copy and paste and look up the dictionary. We've talked about adding tables. We talked about bulleted and numbered lists. We talked about locking your notes, which creates a, um, you can create a password or use your touch ID, face ID. One note about that, by the way, is that it's the same password for every locked note. So just be aware of that. It's not going to let you create a separate, different password for each note. It stays on top of the list so that your favorite, most important notes always stay up there. And of course, we demonstrated a quick checklist and we talked about how to collaborate and share notes. What I'd like to do, ask if we could allow uh, Cliff and Rita uh, their 15 minutes of fame here. No, I'm kidding. But uh, if we can know this is, and as, um, as we've said before, we offer free and paid for training and taking you further. And we highly encourage the use of the user guide uh, from Apple where they've done you know, a great job of telling you how to do each of these things. Uh, but before we go to questions, Cliff and Rita, what do you guys want to add to this or what do we want to explain? So it's a little, if there's one thing we wanted them to walk away with today, for sure knowing how to do, you know, whatever you guys want to contribute there. Sorry, I'm getting to the mat. <laughs> oh, that's fine. All right. And Rita, if you could raise your hand for me again. I see Cliff's at the top here. All right, Cliff, there should be something. I'm meeting you. Matt and Matt, um, you're breaking up still some. So so hopefully we can hear you nice and clearly. All right. The only thing that I would add is that, you know, <clears throat> when you're in a new application or any app for that matter, because they're always adding new features, I tell my students all the time, it doesn't matter how much you think you know. When there's an update, if you haven't used an app in a while, just make sure you always, always check the recently added or what's new, the features. Because it's a perfect example. Last, I think it was last September, me and Matt both, we used the WordPress app. And um, they changed something. And I didn't look <laughs> for a new feature. And they changed the way that you embed links. And if I had read the documentation on what was new, I would have knew how to do it. So I would just recommend always checking for new features, what's new, and, you know, just exploring the app on your own because you never know what you can learn from. And that's another good reason. Hopefully it's not breaking up now, the audio. Hopefully you can hear You're me. You're okay. so clear now. <laughs> oh, good, 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 good. I'm glad. Um, but that's an also, uh, that's a great reason to keep your voiceover hints enabled because the uh, there may be something that you didn't know about. Uh, there may be a, a hint in there that you didn't realize uh, you could do something, you know, a certain way. So those hints are very vital. Just a, a comment on the notes of how powerful it is. There's so many 
folders. I'm I'm kind of an, an obsessive uh, organization person, and so I create folders and then put things within those folders, and it's amazing what you can create. You know, Christmas lists, recipes, um, notes is just so powerful, and. When Matt started teaching these classes, I was like, oh my God, what you're teaching in two hours, some rehab facilities take a semester to cover. And, you know, so it is just amazing his uh, knowledge and teaching ability. I'd encourage people to take the voiceover classes that he's offering, that we're offering, and, uh, you know, to advance in your skills because the more you practice with this stuff, the better you'll get. And notes is just one, uh, you know, avenue of how powerful this stuff is. This word, it's a word processing app, quite frankly. That is true. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, there's just, there's so much. And, you know, um, I agree. We, we cover it extensively in the classes. Um, a lot of people use this as their word processor. You know, like Cliff said, yep. if they don't want to get into pages, uh, they, you know, they can use this instead. I mean, it does have so many of these features and I didn't even get into, you know, in the share menu, when you know, I showed you that share button and I said, you can share, you know, the, the body of the note. There are other options in there too, like printing out the note. All right. If you have a printer, you can print your note. Uh, you know, there's, there's just, I mean, it's just incredible. And, and then, you know, again, attachments, which can be done by, uh, like if you have, a web link in Safari and you choose share, you can add it to notes or an audio file, you can add it to notes. So things that you can't even insert directly from the notes app can be attached to the notes app and or to the note that you're creating so that you then have, you know, embedded audio in your note or, or whatever. I mean, it's just incredibly powerful. All right. <clears throat> Are you ready for um, questions now, Matt? I think so. I think it'd be a good time to open it up to questions. Yes. I'm going to go to someone with the area code of 703. You're unmuted. Hi, my name is Tara. I'm calling from the Profession of Blindness Society. I have a question about the font style and size. How can you change it? Not how it looks, but how, like, how can you make it 16 or 18 without, I mean, not like going to the setting and then to the brightness and display to change the font from there. It's like, how do you change the actual font? Thank so you. how do you change the font of the text that you're typing? Is that right? Correct. Okay. All right. So in the notes app, in, in that app in particular, there is not manually increase or decrease the font size. You can do the bold. You can do italics. You can do underline. You can strike through. The other thing you can do is use the text styles. Like, for example, the title style automatically increases the font size to 22 points. The heading style and the subheading style, those will all increase the font. When you want to change the font size individually, like from, let's say, 11 point to 18 point or something like that, you're going to have to use an app like Apple Pages. In Pages, it's extremely easy to do in the format menu, and there's also a keyboard command, right, Cliff? Yes, there is. Just don't ask I me what it is right now because I'd have to look it up. I think it's a command. I, I, it's surprising that, that I'm the one telling you this, but I, I just think I remember. I might be wrong. I think it's command uh, minus, or in other words, command dash to decrease and, and command plus to 
increase. But again, that's not going to work in the notes app we've determined, right? You got to use pages for that. All right. Thank you for your question. <laughs> Kathy, I see that you're unmuted. I have my phone set so that it doesn't go back and forth from um, landscape to portrait. But can I have my keyboard come up in, in landscape automatically? Well, you're going to have to unlock the orientation if you want to do that. Uh, that would be the only way for that to work. Okay, because like at Netflix, it automatically will go to landscape, but it's even though my phone is locked. Yeah, but. there are there are apps, and typically they are video player type apps that can force that. But okay. Notes, notes is not one of them. So if you want the keyboard to, you know, to come up and, and the device to be in landscape, you have to actually put the device in landscape, which will require unlocking the uh, orientation lock. Okay. And can a keyboard, can a person who doesn't know the keyboard use handwriting as their keyboard input? Yeah. So if you are, there are two different options. If you're comfortable with handwriting, um, so voiceover itself offers handwriting as an option for navigation. And that is one feature, but in the notes app and any app that accepts text input, you can also use handwriting in that app. So if you're familiar with, are you familiar with the rotor handwriting option for voiceover already? Yes. Okay. But if you want to just handwrite text in a note, you don't need to do it from the rotor. What you need to do is open a new note and then go to that option that says handwriting tools. It's going to bring up, and in fact, I would suggest when you, once, you're, once you know where the handwriting area is, I would turn off voiceover while you're writing because I think voiceover is just going to get in the way at that point in time. And, and, and you just choose handwriting tools, and then you can pick, you know, uh, marker, pen, you know, all different options, even an eraser. And you can do this with your finger, or you can get an Apple Pencil or a Logitech Crayon if, you're, if you have an iPad that supports those. Um, and, and again, this does work, and you can, uh, you can handwrite. So that's not part of the voiceover handwriting accessibility feature. It's just part of the uh, built-in support. There's even a feature on the iPad called Instant Notes, where if you just from the lock screen, if you tap your Apple Pencil on the screen, it will actually create a note for you and let you start writing immediately from the lock screen. So there's a lot of neat features related to handwriting. If that's something you are comfortable with and you're really into, uh, it's definitely worth exploring. You had a couple of older clients who don't have keyboarding skills and want to use an iPhone. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. We're going to have to move on because um, we're getting closer to time and we have, um, I'm going to take a couple more questions. Um, but thank you so much for your question, Kathy. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to Donna. Donna, there should be something asking you to unmute. Um, so my question was for some of these options and notes that you've um, described to us, Will it depend on which iOS system you have? Like my iPad will only do iOS 12 because it's so old. And my phone is doing iOS 13. Well, it, there are definitely, yes, there are definitely new features for notes in iOS 12 and again in iOS 13. So um, offhand, I'll be honest with you, remembering exactly what features those are it all kind of blurs for me after a while, especially because I'm a, a beta tester. So what ends up being new for me is usually around summertime. And by the time it's, you know, out for everybody else, it's kind of already old hat. So I, I the one thing I can, the one thing I can think about the top that iOS 
12 does not do it is um, sharing notes. I don't think you can do sharing in 12. I don't think that was available till 13. You definitely cannot share notes folders in 12. That is, is for sure. I'm not sure about the collaborative notes, the individual notes, but I know you can only do the, the shared folders in, in 13 and later. So yeah, there definitely are going to be features that are going to require the latest versions of, of software, no question about it. Okay, thank you for your question, Donna. Um, <clears throat> and our final question is going to be from Jeff. Jeff, there's All right. asking you to unmute. And we are pushing toward time, so I just want to... Okay, uh, quick. When I dictate my name, it, it you know puts it incorrectly, but when I type it, it always says it's misspelled. Is there a way to fix that so it doesn't say it's misspelled? So the the way that the... Apple dictionary on iOS and iPadOS, the way that they learn is by you repeatedly making the correction. So whatever, you know, it, 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 if you keep typing it as it thinks that it's misspelled, eventually it's going to, that is an acceptable spelling. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it may take some time. I don't have an exact formula for you as to how long that does take, but repeatedly, uh, you know, typing it or, or if it tries to autocorrect, you know, undoing the autocorrection so that it knows, hey, this really is not uh, what I want. I want the original way I type this, you know, uh, is, is going to, uh, over time, it is going to learn that. And that's why they have that option under the reset settings where you can reset the keyboard dictionary. Because if you ever get, just get things so out of whack that it's no longer correcting when it should, you can, you know, you can uh, delete all the custom words, but custom words will get added over time, uh, my daughter's name, we spell Kylie uh, with an E-E -E at the end instead of an I-E. And for the longest time, it would dictate that as I-E. But it, it eventually learned. And, and now when I say her name in dictation, it spells it the way we spell it. So, it, you know, it will, it will get there. And Jeff, do you have right. a contact for yourself? You, you, you know, create your own contact so that it knows it's you. Yeah, that's a useful thing, too. Rita's correct about that because that will help, too. All right. Um, Matt, could you please tell people once again where to be able to find you? Yes. Yes, absolutely. We are, well, I'm going to give you the web address that we gave earlier, and then I'll also tell you some other information real quick. Uh, the web address again is ttjtech.net. So that's Tango, Tango, Juliet, and then the word tech, T-E-C-H dot N-E-T. You can subscribe to our blog so you will always be in the loop with announcements we are offering free classes every fall and spring we have not announced yet what those will be this year but they will be announced uh early august also we are doing weekly virtual help sessions uh next week we actually offer two of them one on tuesday and one on thursday and then after that they'll be every wednesday during the summer uh, so we are offering the opportunity for you to just come in, no charge. It's in Zoom. You get your Apple and related questions answered uh, from us. And of course, we offer paid training as well. So visit us at ttjtech.net. All the contact info is there. You can send us uh, quick questions by iMessage. That information is there on the contact page. You can look at our training schedule page to see what's coming up. And we also have a podcast. Uh, I have the podcast called TTJ Talk, Juliet, and then the word talk. And Cliff has Stir It Up, but that is spelled with a U, not an I. 
So it's S-T-U-R-I-T-U-P. Those are available on your favorite podcasting platform, whatever it may be, Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, you can just search Spur It Up and TTJ Talk. You will find our podcasts there. And as of this morning, there's also a startup.com. That's how you get in touch with us. We're going to be uh, continuing to offer these sessions uh, every Friday for a while. Um, I'll be honest with you. I can't even remember what we said we were doing next week. <laughs> um, if, if you just, I don't, I don't have it right in front of me. Cindy probably has that, but right, right. It'll be but it's something gonna be good. I know that. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's going to be on the, you know, the weekly community events schedule. Uh, and also in two weeks, we are going to be doing a recap of what Apple announces at its worldwide developers conference. I can tell you that. Oh, how exciting. So, um, Matt, thank you so, so much. And, and the team, Cliff and Rita, we really appreciate you guys coming in. Everybody on Zoom, thank you for participating and asking questions and listening. And on ACB Radio, thank you so much for listening on our community channel. Um, Take care, everybody. It does really great. This is awesome. So thank you. Everyone have a great weekend.